Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock. Here today for Termination Shock, uh, I'm super excited because I'm going to pass off the reins of uh, running the game for a bit, and Jose will be GMing, and so this is always a fun, it's always a fun adventure for me when I'm not actually running things. Hand off, uh, hand everything off to you. Go, Jose! Oh, well, alright. Welcome to my reign of terror, everybody. Uh, alright, <laughs> so... Uh, to start off, uh, for the listeners at home, uh, this we will continue. I believe I mentioned this last week, but we will be. Uh, it's going to be in the same time frame as the Burroughs Brothers uh, adventures. We're keeping the same setting. It's uh, going to be on Gumstring Station. Uh, there's a um, there's a few things I had in mind to maybe a few questions that I had to maybe set up. Uh, some kind of quick backstory to kind of cover, uh, cause I think it's safe to assume, it would be safe to assume that would you all rather be from Mars or from Earth? I think that's the, the right question to start off with for, uh, thinking up characters. Oh, I was thinking... As far as charge-in goes, I thought that we kind of had to be from Mars, since oh. Xyz are all different and well, stuff. I wasn't, well, I mean, there's some non-Xyz who live on Earth, which is why I was... Yeah, I, 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 I offer. Not many, Okay. Um, I would go with Mars or doing that. Know, someone who was just born in the asteroid belt and has lived his whole life in zero gravity. Okay. okay. Do you want to be a belter? Yeah. Like from that show that everybody loves? Expanse. I've heard it's super great, but I didn't watch it. Same. It's on my to-watch list. It has been for a while. I really like the cinematography. It didn't really, like, the story didn't grab me. It's probably because I haven't read the book, but, um... I love the way that it looks. You know, it's very, uh, very stark. They do the thing though, where when a spaceship gets hit, you can hear it, right? Um, I I really don't remember to be honest. I watched I think like two episodes last year or something. See, that's what I'd love to do if I was ever getting to make a science fiction movie. Is you know have uh-huh. the scene where they see the weapons impact and it's just silent. Yeah, that it's happens like, sometimes. Yes. It's on uh. On Firefly, they did that. And then something hits you, and it's just all explosions and screams. And... Yeah, yeah. All right. So, anyway, so you uh, want to so... be Belter? That's cool. What Do you have any suggestions for what what would work well with your plans, Jose? I have been keeping my plans relatively open. Uh, a lot of it is definitely going to be based off of... A, def- a lot of it is definitely going to be based off of what kinds of characters you create. So already, I, I'm kind of already getting the wheels turning... Are you both going to be... Because here's a question. We've had the last session definitely be family, but in this uh, handy Termination Shock rule set, which hopefully by the time you're listening, listeners, you will have a <laughs> copy of... <laughs> we will see. Well, yeah, everybody um, in my cabal backed your thing, Greg. They're really excited about it. Thank you. Exciting. I would... Uh, hopefully you have already read this at home, listeners, but... I just kind of want to read off the other uh, suggestions for how to kick off and coalesce. We have, of course, the genetic family, which is the Burroughs brothers, related, born. The entrepreneurial spirit, where they're all in on an enterprise and resources are pooled. Shipmates, where, you know, you all own a ship, the, the classic traveler setup. 
shared values, the same cult or the same political party, or, of course, good old unifying trauma, because nothing brings the party together like the terror of the AI. Hashtag so, warning. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I think I'll present that to, to you immediately, since I know, um, I know Greg already has a minor concept. Is that something you would also want to jump onto, Lachlan? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to do that as your concept, I can uh, work around it. Sounds pretty good. What did you have any details sketched out? Because I know that you had had um, some time to think about charging in the intervening um, fortnight since we last played. Uh, wow. If you had a lot of ideas in place, then maybe I can sort of orbit around them, or uh, we can do collaborative, like when uh, Jose and I did charging. I I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I immediately had a care hub. Okay. Basically, yeah. Let's hear it. What I was thinking of is someone who has the uh, hacker and mechanic permissions that, because I feel like those rules haven't gotten a whole lot of uh, a workout. Mm-hmm. And so it might be fun to get a little deeper into those paths and do the science fiction-y thing of, oh, well, they're attacking us, so I can't shoot a gun, but maybe I can convince their shields that they need to go down for maintenance. Mm-hmm. I'll use the cyber. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was thinking along those lines. Uh, and okay. the, the picture cool. in my mind is this sort of heavy set, phlegmatic, uh, you know, Scruffy the janitor from, from Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Yes. A little bit like Scruffy. You're a real fan of those four humor words, aren't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know. How can you not like Scruffy? No, look, I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a value judgment. It's just an observation, that's all. Scruffy gonna die like he... <laughs> all right, so... That's right, pretty so funny. A, uh, so, a, yeah, so a Scruffy... Uh, so definite Scruffy-type character, a me- uh, mechanic, hacker-type... Oh, uh, you know, I got a name and everything. Oh, okay. you, oh, it on oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is the kind of thing that I was talking about. I knew that you had already done a lot of work, so I'm just like, can I just, like, let's be honest with each other, so you're not pretending to start from zero and being like, yeah, or we can do my thing, you know. If you already have everything, that it'll be a workaround. That's totally cool, dude. Don't worry about it. So what's Rutherford, your name? Rutherford Yelnots. All right, Rutherford Yelnots, like Stanley like Yelnots from Holes? Yeah. Uh, Yelnots is one of the more common names in Turkey. So he's right. he's partially Turkish. Cool. Okay. But does Jewish too? What? Is your guy Jewish like Stanley Yelnats from Holes? No, he is not. Okay. I'll just ask. He's kind of culturally agnostic like many spacers. He his oh. his uh, you know, his cultural reference are all over the map due to you know, growing up in the highly cosmopolitan uh, context of being out in the asteroid belt. All right. And that excuses good. me from having to know anything. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good trick. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, did you have a particular leaning in what kind of mechanical shittery you wanted to get up to or just sort of broad spectrum? Um, I'll type a bunch of stuff on a keyboard and then it'll come up. Or did you want to like build stuff like Iron Man or whatever? Um, I'm figuring it's... You know, the way you start out uh, with a starting character, it's just going to be that he's a monkey wrench and he, you know, classic monkey wrench slash IT guy who you call when something breaks down. Okay. And he shows so, up with his toolbox. So both, hardware, software? 
Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on having my my character be someone who's like your um, not lab assistant per se, but like your sort of person who you've corrupted onto the path, like your guinea pig for stuff that you're trying to test. So I was thinking that, um, you know, since we're, we're trying to sort of diversify assets and not repeat ourselves too much, I could be like some kind of transhumanist freak that you've um, practiced your grafts and stuff on. <laughs> well, we don't have transhumanist ru- We don't have transhumanist rules, but... I wouldn't need to reap any mechanical benefits from it if that's not permitted. It was mainly just like a, like a fluff thing, but, you know, if you're not into it, I can do something else. It's cool. Well, no. Yeah, like, uh, it, the, the question is, is Jose down? Yeah, I would, be, think, I would be interested. I do, I do like the idea of using your character's for parts of the game that we have not interfaced with, yeah, uh, as the burrows. So yeah, so yeah, like what would be your build? Like real quick, like what would be your build? Like what would you be touching on with that basic idea, Lachlan? Let me pop open the rules and see what um, personality I think would fit. Okay. Uh, what um, what's the most recent? Um, rules document that we have is it called just termination shock rules or termination shock rough layout but it's the same uh, yeah it's the same rules it's just with page references okay page references are always helpful thrill packed page references thrill thrill packed page references yes they're they're packed with thrills i don't i don't see what why, why don't would see you what hit... the confusion is yeah they don't seem thrilling until you've had to read a document without dude i am all about page references dude we're, we're working together on something with all kinds of page references references get me get me all the twitter all right let's see what we got here so um what are you thinking for your um well, not your class but uh what, what do you call the one word personalities uh, mechanically again uh i just you know call them permutations of traits i was looking at hermit which hermit? is okay. harmony high energy low Oh, that's weird. I can't seem to find Hermit on here. For uh, for future reference, I always kind of refer to them in my mind as just archetypes. Right. Which, yeah. Sure, that works. I uh, I don't call them that because it'll get my wires crossed. Okay. Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Cause no, it, it's fine. I mean, uh, but uh, shoot, I, I don't see um, Hermit on here. The last one right here, like Hermit, your great virtue is self-sufficiency. You know who you are, what you want, and the lines you won't cross to reach your goals others often seek your advice and wisdom but sometimes you find it hard to be as devoted and enthusiastic energy d6 gravity d8 harmony d10 social hp8 mm-hmm. intellectual hp7 and physical hp9 okay sorry i think that i might just have the wrong um document open I can, I can, oh, Would I can, yeah. mind me, just sending it to me real quick? Sorry about yeah. this. Yeah, no, I'm going to, yeah, let me do that real quick. Well, I mean, when you I, think of this character, what do you think of him being best at? Changing things, resisting change, or adapting? And well, here you are. Concept-wise, um, obviously, my answer is going to be adapting to change because I know that um, you know you you did like when you were running a really great job of not being too prescriptive. But as far as the story goes, it was pretty clear that the robots or the uh, XEs or whatever were the bad guys. So uh, we didn't really do a whole lot of exploring as to like what their deal was or how they functioned within the universe outside of some vague Borg-like presence, which is fine for the story we were trying to tell. But if we wanted to sort of 
fill in the blank spaces for this, I thought that that might be an avenue that I could explore with my guy. Does that okay. make sense? It does. Yeah. You know, it will yes. be it will be hard for me to let go of my preconceived notions of yeah, what you don't have to. is up That's... with them, but I'll sure. do it because right. this is to... collaborative. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 asking for something that you will have fun collaborating with. So. Uh, yeah. What uh, do you think? Like, how did our guys meet, Greg? Um, do you want to talk about it or? I would well, guess, you know, they were on the same ship. When I was, okay. you know, picturing this guy, I always I'm like, oh yeah, I was on the Isabella, which you know even pirates wouldn't attack us because the rumor was the ship was haunted. But the fact is, I never saw any ghosts. I just saw a crappy ship where the lights co- were going out all the time. All right, nice. so the ship is the Isabel because I'm I'm willing to run with that. Whatever. Okay, I'll take a free name where I can get it. Okay, sure. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do the thing that I normally do as a player and not ask anyone or anything's name, <laughs> because that way you will be able to give it to me if and when it's important, and I don't put you on the spot trying to think of a name. Is that is that cool? That's, that's fair to me. I, I don't want you to perceive <laughs> me not asking anybody's name ever as a lack of interest. I'm just trying to sort of take some <laughs> of the weight off your back. Don't worry, I'm going to get a chart and charts and charts of names. I'm- That's what I do personally as a games master because my players don't have that basic human consideration for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what I believe in doing for other people. I'm writing down Isabel, the jankety old ship on... Now, okay, I'm going to write that this, down too, that sounds great. Is this a ship that you... Is it, like, are you working for a company and this is a company ship or is this a ship that one of you owns hmm let's think i really don't see rut as much of a leader he is he has he has tremendous followership potential mm-hmm. okay all right um what do you think because obviously your character is like a glorious proletarian or whatever so that we know <laughs> that he's a good guy um about one or both of us having won the ship in like a game of space cards or some shit like that if you wanted to be the owner that would be cool is that cool? All right. Pro- probably Rutherford came with the ship. <laughs> so, like, I'm at, like, a garage sale or whatever, and Firefly by the ship, just go around, and then, like, just some guy comes out of the closet and be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing rest- on my ship? It is my ship. Well, no, yeah. I just wanted it a card game. Okay, uh, do you know where the toilet paper's at? Well, no. Doesn't seem very much like your ship. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have altered the toilet paper. Pray I do not alter it further. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, are we smugglers? Because I could be into that. Um, I could go with like, that. Are I, you a I, miner, or like, do we do like odd jobs, like that kind of thing? Or I'm wondering how much smuggling. I mean, smuggling may not. There may not. It may be the wild west out there in the belt. There's no one saying no to you. Everyone's just trying was... to survive. So uh-huh. merchant and smuggler would be tomato tomato. Unless yeah, you were, unless you were doing stuff with the brain enhancing subway of technologies that makes the AIs really or the uh, well really neither the XIs yeah. nor the AIs really want you to have that stuff. Okay. They view that as their golden hack. Okay. Well, do you want that to be maybe our sort of nebulous end goal, our 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 one armed man, our Sichuan sauce? Like that's what we're looking for towards the end of our thing. Well, if we'd been screwing around with it from the beginning, it would give us a leg up when we get out of the termination shock, and it's like, oh, 
these subwaves do something entirely different out here, and it's the foundation of you know a lot of their technology and almost all their communication stuff. Mm-hmm. So it would it it would explain why Rutherford's able to fairly rapidly figure out how to fix an Ansible. Okay, well that sounds pretty cool. So we we were subwave. Subwave smugglers, and that's now an extinct or obsolete, uh, obsolete gig. What if, what if, Lachlan, what if that was why your character won the game of cards, like, won the ship in the first place? Like, Mm -hmm. you were kind of mentioning you wanted to get into the little transhumanist thing. You're just basically trying to find a lab. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, you just, like, an isolated place in space where you can, you know, work on grabbing and figuring out the secrets of subwave technology and then, you know, go on odd jobs and stuff like that to help finance basically your science? Like, I, I don't want to I don't want to pull out the mad scientist canard, but it might. Oh, yeah. Feel free, dude. I feel like that so would So, like, definitely... science addict. Yes. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Science. That's a better term. Science. Ad- yeah, basically a, a science addict. You're you're on the cutting edge and you need a and you need a place to work, and luckily for you, the ship comes with a free mechanic for all the parts that you can't you know dally yourself to tangle with. All the you're, you're the idea person. Sold. You got all the. <laughs> Pictured our guys apparently. Oh, let me see. <laughs> Let's take a look. It's it's Walter White and the guy who said bitch all the time from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Jesse Pickman. The guy who said bitch all the time. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Actually, if you want if you want to know how big a geek I am and how few friends I have, let me find a picture I was screwing around with do image of Rutherford. Oh, oh okay, cool. great. You in, have a picture of him. Cool. In a crappy old-style stone suit. This was probably your first view. All right, let's see what we got here. Take a look. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, neat. Yes. Did it's, you, um... Did you do this in, like, like, uh, uh, paintbrush? paintbrush Uh, I used... Hold on, suddenly we're getting all kinds of echo. Oh, is it it done now? I used Sketchbook Express, which was the art software... One piece of art software that came free with my trackpad, so... Mm -hmm. Okay. So, it's not great, but it's not bad. It's... That's about the the fullest possible extent of my artistic skills on, Mm -hmm. so... Okay. I'm looking now, and I'm like, yeah, there are things that are clearly... You know, the angles are all. There's some non-Euclidean yeah, a, popping out uh, of his. Like a tablet or trackpad is always tricky. Yeah, the the wrench in his toolbox is clearly not aligned with all the other dimensions. That's cool. I am sort of impressed on the detail you got on his right foot compared to like how everything else looks. It looks like just <laughs> right. Hitch. <laughs> no, I had to find different references for each foot. Okay. So it was it was kind of a mess. It's an eight and a ten on, on like his shoes. So yes, I I pictured him barefoot for some reason, and the the stone suit he's wearing, the uh, piece of equipment that pres- provides resistance to his muscles so that they mm-hmm. don't weaken in zero gravity, looks like a series of pool floaties strapped around every joint and yeah. across his stomach. I I know that the sheen is going to represent the metal or whatever, but doesn't it look like he's got like those long balloons that like the clown makes into balloon animals? Oh, I figured him? these were full of some kind of smart gel. Okay. So yeah, it's it's basically a wetsuit with gel 
tubes all over. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty cool. If nothing else, I had fun drawing. Oh, hey. Uh, I mean, that's what's important. <laughs> the Breaking Bad thing is crazy. Okay. Okay. We, we all know Breaking Bad is simply the dark mirror to Frasier. The Frasier Knights, one might say. <laughs> Frasier Knights. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm stealing that. That is great. All right. I say, brother, let's cook. <laughs> what have I done? So, okay. So, a scientist and an assistant on a ship. Well, you know, it's assistant-ish, you know. Right, right. When, when he feels like it, when it's, you know. Um, so, and you're all, you're not specifically on Mars. You could be on Mars, but you're mostly wandering around the asteroid belt or, hang, mm-hmm. like, hanging around at that kind of frontier. Yep. Probably, yeah, around the belt, around the frontier, selling stuff, doing odd repair jobs, eking out a marginal existence as, you know, merchants taking stuff from where it's rare to where it's copious, but all Mm -hmm. the time trying to keep his subwave proclivities on. Yes. Okay. Now, here's a question. Uh, The subwave, so how does the subwave basically get smuggled? Where is it contained? What what would you say? Well, a subwave is not an object, it's a a type of technology, so it would be a series of gray and black boxes. Okay. okay. How big are they? Like a VCR or something? I or? don't know. How big are they? It, it's, it's undefined. How big are they, Jose? Did right. he ever actually succeed at making it, at overclocking his brain? Yeah, that's, that's ah, interesting. That's okay. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. All right. I'm going to say you've gotten there, but not quite... You know how um you know how when you you feel like you're always on the precipice of a breakthrough or like you almost remember a dream that's mm-hmm. as far as you've gotten with All brain right. alteration with subwave technology uh by the time that the, the coalition came around and took the, down the AIs and started evacuating people That's exciting to me. I like the um that could also be part of sort of what um our symbiosis is together like um i'm not quite far gone enough to think that performing brain surgery on myself is a good idea whoa whoa whoa! Uh, i tried a line of brain surgery i'm not a medic oh you're not gonna do brain surgery on me okay all right we'll, that's cool. we'll have to presume you've got some kind of plug all right i'll i'll, I'll build like a brain, a brain surgery, surgery robot, robot or something or you'll you'll help me with it or that you've already got, you know, when we met, you had this stuff installed, and you're like, yeah, this is, you know, I, it it operates off a basic USB port, so yes. I just I just yeah. have to find the right thing to plug into my upper spine. Okay, you know, I don't hate that. That works. Let me think. Um, as far as setting goes, uh, is there a reason that I would not be able to? have some kind of physical display as to my shit? Because we had talked about prosthetic limbs in passing last time we did Charge On, and you said, um, yeah, that's probably a thing. Yeah. You probably have something probably on the back of your neck. You Uh probably have something installed there. You probably don't want it to be too subtle. Or, I mean, not too too blatant. My apologies. Because, of course, you are literally sneaking the most illegal technology that has ever been made, ever. So, maybe... And you're trying to out use it to outsmart people who already have it to use it to outsmart you. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I'm a PC. I have to do stupid shit like this. Uh, did you guys ever watch the old Tick cartoon? I love it's, that show, dude. That yep, show's the best. Remember the kid with the, the transparent cranium? 
Yeah, brain guy. Yeah. I'm immediately picturing you know your guy having the the transparent cranium so that he can check on you know. Okay, I have to make sure that my brain is properly that that nothing is smoking in there or burning or blackening. I like that. And that's a good way for you to hide it. You basically have uh you have a wig or you have some kind of <laughs> a, have a wig. A selection of hats. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. You know, like on uh, uh every 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 episode I'll have like a different hat. <laughs> okay. Selection of hats. All right. Transhuman oh. and chapeau aficionado. <laughs> Transhuman haberdasher. So when I said odd job earlier, apparently you went in a different direction. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Let me look at natures. Um, you had said you wanted to do hacker and mechanic, and what did you want for your third thingy? Um, for my third advantage, I don't know. I'll probably take an exploit or a failsafe. All right. You want to get one of each? Because that was what we had talked about last time we did stuff. Oh, is it four or is it three? Um, I thought it was three. It, uh, by, it says here in the rules, by three uh, arc, uh, advantages. So one yeah. advantage is that I'm a mechanic, one advantage yeah. is that I'm a hacker, and uh -huh. so for my third, I'll just take an exploit or a, or a fail save. Did you, did you get your, um, your stats set up, or your archetype, for lack of a better word? I'm, I'm skimming that right now. Because uh, like you said, I think that it'd probably be good to do one of the ones that we haven't done yet because um i think that we're firebrand and artist is that what yes. we are i was yeah. actually uh lachlan going to yep. suggest commander i was thinking that too all right all right so commander let me write that down real quick oh for the folks at home the uh in case you haven't read it again by this listing we don't know hopefully you do you have it but uh commander you're confident and sometimes overconfident you're charismatic which sometimes leads your friends to trust too much. And you're level-headed, but sometimes in over your level head. In short, you have the traits to find interesting situations and just maybe get out of them again. Nice. Nice. Well said. Um, yeah, I feel like that fits really well. The uh, representation of my loss of physical hit points can be my uh, mortification of my flesh to become more like, uh, you know, AI or XE or what have you. Why do you only have seven hit points? Uh, like I'm missing a bunch of pieces and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I want it. Why am I missing a bunch of hit points? Because when I told him to put in a titanium replacement spine, he went cheap with tin. Oh, <laughs> tin replacement And now, spine. if I fall down, there's a risk of crumpling. Cons. No spine. Pros. Rumbo <laughs> champion. <laughs> the hearts were broken. He said future right. drama. It's going to happen. I'm looking at red exploits and red failsafes because... That's the die that's most likely to... Well, actually, I could, I could do anything. My red is my low die. So is your, is your low harmony or I'm energy? Low energy? High harmony. Your low energy. Okay, I'm low gravity, so I'm probably going to get Although, a failsafe for that. As, you know, as we've established, failsafes aren't as tied to what your low die is because you're as likely to fail when your high die is, is low. So you could really do anything with the failsafes. You're as likely to fail when you... What are you talking about? Oh, you're actually more likely to fail when your high die is low, since that's where most of your number is coming so from. So yeah, I got do what you a mean. harmony fail or an energy okay, exploit. Cool, cool. So what do we got for energy exploits? Uh, fixing people, no. Doing social damage, ha. The focus focused might be fun. If no one tried to attack you this round, add two to your biggest die next round. I can see that getting a lot of use. That's pretty good. 
What are the failsafes? Uh, I can improve my runt die if I take damage. If an ally gets messed up, I Oh, or I have to admit the ones I really like are the ones that give you a bonus if you do the same thing again. If you immediately retry the thing... Yeah, because, I mean, that's what's going to happen most of the time. Or the one where you get a bonus uh, GM, try something different. Yep. I think those are nice. And... Well, you know what? Have both of them, then you'll always have um, bonus hack. But you won't, because um, you won't always have uh, the right die low. But sure, you will have sure. more, more coverage. Uh, GM, I have a... Hmm. All right, so mm-hmm. what do you think? Is this a guy who is at his best when the chips are down, or is this a guy who moves from strength to strength? Your guy? Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's I'm see. I'm going to say... Uh, I think the first from... one feels more appropriate for chips the character that you sketched out. Really? Yeah, chips are down. I would have said the second strength one. Strength to strength. Really? I would have said uh, strength to strength, specifically because of how he, how he lives, how he's kind of... How he's just kind of on the ship, and how I get, especially when you say Scruffy, I get kind of a take-it-as-it-goes kind of situation, especially with, hey, you bought the ship, I guess we're cool, you know, I guess we're co-workers, here we go. So, I imagine that kind of easy flow translates itself better as flowing from strength to strength to strength. Alright, that's nice. Jose, um, as a games master, I have a quick logistical question for you. Um, KG is, you know, on paper, a very useful um, exploit. Uh, if the target has exploits, it can't use them next roll. You can do this anytime you surpass someone in a conflict and you have a red or energy runt. I'm just going to ask you point blank, do you think that you will have the time to actually give NPCs all this shit or not? Because if the answer is no, then I'm not going to bother taking this. I would hope so, since it's a playtest and since okay. there's no... I, I'm assuming that, the, that uh, Greg, that there's not going to be like some kind of like quick NPC summary rules unless I've missed them in here. There aren't, but... I didn't see them. That was why I was asking aren't, you. but I, you know, I'd send them to you the minute I wrote them up. I mean, yeah, you, you know, know, like how in the back of UA you have like a block for generic policemen or henchmen or whatever, so that might be helpful. Because I this is because I'm used to I'm currently running uh, Fading Suns and it also uses like everything so you do have to do a full build this will be much easier than that because it's so easy to just kind of put characters together in the system that I don't mind so yeah okay. I will probably because I I do want to give this thing a run from a GM perspective so oh sure yeah, that was that was my question to... it's not like to say hey I don't think that you're going to bother doing this it's more just like will this be useful in play because I think it looks pretty cool yes I yeah like I'm good yeah I uh so I'm going to try to build uh NPCs as full characters and then because I think in this system I don't think we'll need a summarized so far, I don't. I don't get the feel that we need a summarized um, NPC system. It might. I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what I've been doing yeah. NPCs usually, I just, I, I don't even define, you know, which D10, you know, whether the D10 is gravity or harmony or what. I'll just stick a little thing out between, you know, the D10 and D8, and say if these are the highest, it can do this, and that's an exploit. And then I'll stick one out the other side that says if this is the lowest, it can do this. And that's a failsafe. Okay. So. All right. So that's that's an option. So in that case, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to grab KG because that looks pretty sexy. 
Also, uh, value path, value add, that's very much up my alley. I'm going to have to ask you, GM, what do you actually consider to be concerning value? Because, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to be a shithead and say that everything inherently has value to it, but I want to know where the parameters lie so I know how useful this ability actually is. <laughs> All is right. Uh, cool? So does that question make sense? Because it's a little vague, which I don't have a problem with. It's just for this kind of shit, we have to make sure that we're on the same page. And also, as a playtest type thing, this is the kind of thing that we're nominally checking for, right, Greg? Yeah. It's not a criticism. How, it's yeah, just the, like, you know. the draft you guys are, are working off of maybe a little later, there is stuff that later on where it's explicitly, oh, I'm rolling to make money. Yeah, because that's right. what it I Right, it says money or from. value, though, which well, value, to me conveys. Value specifically, value specifically in this case that I'm getting from it is in situations, yeah. especially in posts human post areas where you may not necessarily have money but there's stuff that people want stuff that people okay so you just mean like barter or trade so it's still only going to come up when it's about like commerce and bartering and haggling and all that other bullshit but like when it's not cash money like if we're arguing over doing favors for each other like we do in an rpg like would that be germane to this would i be able to use it I would say I would be willing to say that favors count. They would have to be very important. Yeah, favors. that's how I'd do it. Yeah, missions yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Does that seem that seems fair? reasonable? If it does that too, then I think that that sounds pretty good. And I think that that's something that uh, Rut wouldn't necessarily be super interested <laughs> nope. in. You know, because he's just like, look, this isn't Burger King. You can have it my way, or you don't get some bitch. <laughs> I don't think that he's super interested in like having a back and forth in scenarios like this. So that that'd probably be my second one. All right. So okay. So the two you've taken are value add. What was the other one? Was the one that suppresses exploits? Are you going? It was cage. Uh, are you going to take any permissions? Um, I'm I'm going in order, uh, so I, I ain't got to permissions. I figured I'd well, pick one. Are we each, going to start out owning our own ship, or like those those fancy boys, or are we just did it get blown to shit during the the events, and now we're just see we're, that is there a specific reason you don't want to own our own ship? Because I'm fine either way. Uh, I, you know, I, think... I like a challenge. Do you want to like sort of work towards getting our own ship and sort of do like different kinds of stories? Because I'm I'm cool either way. The way I'm thinking is, if y'all are spacers. Maybe mm-hmm. um, when the event happened, because there was the whole big AI assault, and then the um, and then the aliens came in. What I don't know if you had a specific idea in mind for what happened beforehand, Greg, but I imagine that after after the first contact, I imagine there was at least an initial scuffle between aliens and the AIs, and that oh, kind of yeah. they decided to go, oh yeah, well I guess we're getting beaten up. Let's head to Earth, Mars real quick, beat them up real quick. So. You all, since you're around the belt and the frontier, you may have been the actual first people to, like, see. Like, you may have just been on the ship, and then all of a sudden on the horizon, you just see uh, these these AIs, and they're, like, they're not scared, but they're definitely fleeing. And then behind them, you just see these eggs <laughs> just kind of slowly come in. So you may have been one of the first witnesses to the the initial uh, the initial rescue mission, <laughs> and I leading to our it, our shared lifelong phobia of eggs. <laughs> in, uh, okay, that's pretty cool. If that's well, possible, and, I, and I would see every day. <laughs> like I'm thinking, maybe the Isabel. It isn't. I'm actually thinking maybe it isn't blown up, but maybe it is super badly damaged because maybe y'all were flying between this great big battle between AI ships and eggs. And so, like, 
you have the Isabel. It's just maybe the goal is get it back online. That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Ah, she's Yar. She's a beautiful ship. We just need to repair the uh, the atmosphere and the engines and the power core. Oh, and fix that thing with the steering. And maybe get the gun turret working again. But the gun turret can wait. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I figured. So, I'm actually thinking, timeline-wise, y'all probably ended up on one of the ships probably definitely before Stanley and Henry. So I'm thinking... Probably definitely. You probably, yeah, probably definitely, because the the Killing Blade of Perfect Affection was the last to arrive at Gumstring Station, yes, right? Yes, mm-hmm. one of the last. Right, one last of the last. Wave, whatever, In this yeah. case, maybe you, because of your your quote unquote luck, ended up on the first ah. ship. So you're actually part of the initial touchdown on Gumstring. So we're gonna start a little bit before the Burroughs' arrival. Um, cool. And just, yeah, so just kind of have you be the touchdown, meaning you're part of the initial land run. Nice. That's cool. I like that. So we'll we'll be in the pole position to get good real estate and have somewhere to park our shitty space Hulk. Right. That's very cool. What's your character going to be named, Lachlan? Oh, I was thinking that my guy could be named uh, Charlie uh, Tan with two N's. Charlie okay. Tan. Okay. Wait, isn't that yep. isn't Charlie the name of Stanley's Ansible? Yes, yes, Charles. It is. Oh, I, can Charles. Yeah, I got a thing about. It might. Yeah. No, you got a thing about double dipping. That's fine. That's acceptable. I do the same thing I when get I run. So confused. You get confused. All right. Um, I will put a pin in that. Miguel, Miguel All right. Tan. All right, Miguel Tan and Rutherford Yelnats. Those definitely sound like anagrams. <laughs> I guess I got to pick the pilot permission then, since one of us needs to be able to fly this goddamn ship. Or we could. That could be another issue. Yeah, because you know we, we don't. We have a ship, but our pilot caught it. Mm. Or we just got separated from him. There you go. During the evacuation or whatever, and then like we're looking for him to see if he's alive, and if he's not, then we're looking for a new goddamn pilot. Or her. Or her. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Because what I'm thinking is that be, I don't I don't think it was the two of you on the Isabel. I think there were def, there's definitely a crew. A crew involved that you, Miguel, probably, if you didn't hire, they definitely also came along with the ship with Rutherford and... The initial, the initial battle attack was a real, real big deal. Like, I imagine somebody got probably got caught in a spacewalk. Another person probably, you know, went out to do repairs and then didn't come back. They're all, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're all still alive. Oh, no, we got to have just one don't know dead guy. Oh, oh, we did. You, you're right. You're or, right. Or dead, um, you know, or equal opportunity, dead woman. The so, best of us. So, okay, so I think, hmm, the best, yeah. First of all, before we get to who who lives and who dies, Rutherford, you know the ship a little bit better. What's the uh, what's the ideal crew number that was on the ship, and was Miguel able to fill that? Number? Uh, we were. I would say we were probably operating on a skeleton crew. Ideally, you'd have okay. a pilot, a gunner, a mechanic, a medic. You could get by with as few uh, with you know just a pilot and a mechanic, someone to fly it and someone to keep it. But it's not. It's not super fun that way. So yeah, right. you know, you'd want ideally your pilot and your mechanic, a commander to tell the pilot right. and mechan- mm-hmm. to tell the mechanic what to fix first and the pilot what to do, a gunner, and you know probably a medic slash utility fielder. All right, so that's yeah. five. And we've Cruise already director. got two of you. Right, and I would like a drop-in role for Andrea right. from that crew. So, okay, so I'm gonna leave. So I'm gonna leave up. the. 
So we're gonna determine. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna let her. We're gonna let her pick. Like and say, hey, then, you're some kind of crew member of this ship. Um, see which one of these grabs you. Yeah, that's. I'm sure she'd be fine with that. I'll yeah, tell her and, later. Then, and then let me get to that, and then uh, and then once that's selected, I'll pick one of the final two to be the one who has passed, right. and the other okay. one who is still out there. Mm-hmm. So. So this will be exciting. So that's all right. Great. I think that for my third thing, I'm going to pick Wiley because I see us lying to people coming up a lot. So all right. Yeah. Um, so the crew. We've got, we need a gunner, a medic, and what they would call, I guess, a flight specialist at NASA. All right. Meaning what exactly? Flight specialists are people who do anything that isn't all the other defined roles. If you're going to have to go EVA, then you put an EVA flight specialist on. So probably for our purposes... The other person we had was some kind of economic specialist. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who kept tra- track of the prices and tracked the inventory we were carrying and made the deals. So, a deal. Okay. All right. That sounds so, good to me. Yeah, mer- merchant or, uh, yeah, I was going to say bursar. Bursar, there we go. That's good. What is it, quartermaster? Yeah, it all works. <laughs> bursar is just the first to come to mind because of all the time I spent in college. Sure, um, sure. Okay, so so if I've got this right, so crew, gunner, medic, flight specialist, commander, mechanic, and bursar. That would make six. I had bursar and flight specialist oh. are basically the same. Oh, okay, okay yeah, then let me, then, yeah, let me. All right, so now we need cool names. Right, we do need cool names. And then just to make sure, the commander is Miguel, Miguel Tan. Tan, yes? Yeah. Yes. The question yeah. is, Miguel. are you going to do an accent? <laughs> All right, I, I I was on the fence, honestly. I thought that my guy would have a prosthetic so gonna, jaw, so he would be at the end of his sentences sometimes, like um, Motormaster from Transformers, to sort of represent his uh, fried circuits. I was going to do like a creepy monotone type thing. Uh, anyway, Jose, you were going to um, say yeah. something and give some give some insight. So I hadn't been doing accent because I hadn't planned on my guy being Hispanic until you told me I couldn't have the name Charlie. He was going to be Chinese, but you know that's life. He, he can, he- I mean, you know, you could both, obviously. Obviously. Both show in the future. Yeah. Like it's, it's a thing. Uh, also now, you know, whatever. Could be like a Filipino or something. So, uh, to make the, uh, naming the crew a little bit easier, I've pulled out my name generator app uh, oh. that I just have on my phone at all times because you must always be prepared. Sure. Um, so, I'm going to pitch some names at you. Okay. Uh, some male, some okay. female. Sure. Um, that's I like to use the one that's built into Scrivener. That one's really helpful. Uh, I didn't know that. I have Scrivener. I didn't know that. I'm oh, yeah, it's the feature that's in there. You can you can select and slide and pick like what nationality of names, the sex, and level of obscurity, nice. and whether you want like alliterative for double-barreled surnames. It's really helpful. See, I, I like it a lot. Clumped okay. in women's names in Venezuela and clicked like the fifth link. So Lesquilia. So for the bursar, I'm going to start off with the bursar. I've got. Benjamin Dumont, Giles oh. Albert, Marion Collin, mm-hmm. Veronique Guerin. Oh, there we go. Veronique. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> Veronique Guerin. You're like, all right, which one does he have the most trouble saying? We'll make it that way. So then, Medic. Let me go pull. I like the up. name Mayreen. That came up on my Venezuelan women's names. Oh, Mayreen. Hmm. I do like Mayreen. Is there any. Just smash mm. it together with a last name from anywhere 
probably an Indi- probably right, an Indian last name because you know lo- most populous country, right? All right. Uh, how about uh, Marine Rao? Marine Rao. There sure. we go. All right. Pop that in. So that's our medic. And how do you spell Marine? M A Y R E N. All right. Cool. Marine Rao. And then finally our Gunner. Throw something. Throw something together. Lachlan, you got anything? Hmm. All right. I've got. Leonid Motkova, uh, Albert Asimov. <laughs> Asimov. Taras Koslov. Uh, I've also got Maya Morozova. I kind of uh, like Leonid Asimov. All right. I also like Leonid Asimov. He, oh. He's gonna he's gonna need some kind of badass nick. How about um, Leonid Asimov? Let me let me go see what that means real quick. The translation to see if we can't pull something from that. Okay. I'm just gonna Google I'm soldier pretty sure that's nicknames. Just Leonard. That that's that's good too. Dogface, Doughboy. Oh, these are nicknames for for soldiers. Leah. Now Leonid is actually a Slavic version of the given name Leonidas. So we've actually got a lot of room if we wanted. <laughs> Because you could just go with good old Spartan. Ah, mm. let's see what we've got. List of military figures by nickname. Oh, oh this is good. All right. 31 Not Burke. <laughs> Agent Spindle. Man. Uh, Birdie. Blood, Blood and Guts. Bloody Bill. Bloody George. Oh, here we go. Brute. Uh, <laughs> Desperate Frankie. French general during World War One. Man, that's sad. That is that is incredibly sad. Oh no! Desperate Frankie. <laughs> uh, and there's one called Drug Stary, but that's for that's Serbian for old friend. So okay, all right, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. Horny Rosa Shinina, Soviet sniper. Man, how do you get that nickname? I don't know. That's a story. Uh, Jumper? Hmm. Well, they're a gunner, so let's see. <laughs> this is harder Canadian, than I thought. Canadian uh, fighter ace George Burling was known as Screwball. I like Screwball. I can go for Screwball. That seems simple enough. Screwball? What? Leonid Screwball Asimov? Yeah. Okay. All right. So... The deal is then is that out of uh, Screwball, Mayreen, and Veronica, I assume that's Veronica, or Veronique? yeah, I assume that's pronounced Veronica. Veronique, yeah. So out of those three, two of them are somewhere on Gumstring Station. They maybe even ended up on a different ship, and maybe ended up at a different time. One of them is dead, and we will know once uh, Andrea's got a character out of those three. <laughs> All right, so do we know how we got separated from the rest of the crew? I mean, did they have a chance to get out of Isabella as it was falling apart and were like, go, 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 there's only three spaces on the shuttle. I'm going down. Did Miguel say, I'm going down with the ship? And Yeah, I think that's question number one. Were you planning to go down with the ship when this clear alien... AI battle happen. I figure Rutherford's just like, I think we can fix it. Okay. So then we just stayed on because we're like, oh, we'll be able to, to pull out of this. And we were wrong. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty funny. It clearly lasted long enough for us to survive. I'm calling that a win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like we were able to, we were able to survive the crash, but like the ship is in bad condition. Yes. The ship is. Okay. Is, she's seen better days, Captain. I'm not going to lie to you. Cool. All right. Cool. So yes, I'm thinking there's three ambiguous fates for the other people on the ship. 
I figure, because I figure y'all probably headed to probably what was the safest place on the ship. I imagine one person probably absolutely got out through the life through the lifeboat. One person probably helped seal you inside before trying to head out. And I want to say one of them was caught was caught blindsided. Like I, I like the idea of somebody on a, on a spacewalk, maybe already doing repairs under Rutherford's guidance or something. For some reason, yeah. So uh, the one who died, it has. We have to have seen it and been like really wrecked. Yes. So mm-hmm. yeah, the one on the spacewalk is the one that is dead. Okay. Which probably then leaves Mayreen out. Yes, Mayreen is probably is definitely alive no matter what. Okay. So Mayreen got away with one of the others. So we'll just have to talk around which of them is dead. <laughs> We've We've got Schrodinger's NPCs here, right? And not and be, that's pretty good. And be careful about which um, you know which pronoun we use, because that would deter. Oh yeah, sure. So, but yeah, Mayreen was probably Mayreen must have been trying to save whoever got hit, and so is separated for that reason. So probably went out in a shuttle in the one shuttle we had to try and right. recover the dying person. So last seen in a okay. shuttle, Mayreen. But she definitely phoned us to tell us, no, didn't make it. I was too late. I was too late, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, maximum tragedy. We're both very depressed. Sure. Good. I'm liking this. Same. Okay, so there's that. So now we kind of know a little bit about what happened. This is actually going to be the questions I had. So obviously you were not on the Killing Blade of Pure Affection. What was the name of the ship that you were on? That wasn't the Isabel? No, yeah, well, the Isabel obviously ends up on one of these egg ships, one of these... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it wouldn't you know, have to be an egg, ships. it would be a, uh, you know, it could have been any kind of... The, the crew that came in was not of... It, it didn't have, like, a unified design oh. the way Oh, it didn't? No, there was, okay. It was all kinds of different designs. There was... In the... Did I send you guys a short story about the, the guy who, you know, is the first one to get abducted yeah, by Prez. Yeah, did. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 yeah. The the Killing Blade was the by far the biggest ship there, but they had all okay. kinds of... It, it was a very motley assembly. Okay. So, yeah, so it doesn't even have to be an A. All right, I, I just been so... We spent so long on the Killing Blade that I guess that just clicked into my head. So, okay, so yeah, so I guess that's the second part. What kind of ship... Well, what what uh, what species ship were you on, and what is its name? Uh, well, what I don't they know. Call... Do you have a preference for species? I'd just like it to be something other than Pred. If you want to come up with something that I didn't, that would be cool. But because let me just make sure we're scabs part of the coalition. Yes. Yeah. Why not have you on a scav ship, considering what a scav is, which is of course remind people they're essentially a uh, kind of a they're kind of like kind of a. Uh, like a cross between a zeppelin, a living zeppelin, and a Portuguese man of war. They're not as solid as, say, the Preds are. They're not as. They're they're definitely, I think, something that would have the maximum. Oh oh no oh what when they get on board, like the 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 husk of the ruins of the Isabel, and, and you know the Ansible is just like you come, ship. <laughs> <laughs> What they probably look like most, the the closest pop culture reference. Uh, do you remember the over the Zerg overlords from from Of Starcraft? course we do, and anyone who is listening to this obviously does as probably, well. Probably, yeah. I have not played Starcraft, so I'm going to go look that up. Oh, yeah. so I'll find a picture for you. Okay. So yeah, they well they're basically big floating gas bags with 
tentacles underneath. Like the Preds, they are not gender divided. And in fact, they have no genders at all and reproduce by emitting spores. And if, you know, they catch spores the way that you would catch a cold, then one of their little subsections will just break off and become its own entity floating around eating and spawning or spawning new branches. Sounds like somebody heeded the command to spawn more overlords. There you go. They subdivide, or I guess it would be more like a yeast cell budding off. Yeah, fruiting body. All right, thank you. I have. I am now looking upon uh, the picture that Lachlan has sent to me. Yeah, I, I picked the picture from StarCraft One because that's I got. I got a classic. I want. I want to show you like good art from StarCraft Two. It's just not appropriate. Yes, they're the things out on the side, floating in the air. Well, I showed you guys the the picture I drew of them in my klutzy way, right? Yes, yes, you did. Yeah. They look like the mushroom that made me throw up when I was a little kid. So you ate mushrooms that you found, like, in the woods? No, I ate mushrooms that my aunt found in the woods and pressured me to eat. Oh, okay. So it was... So this was not a private throwing up. This was throwing up in front of the whole extent. Okay. Oh, boy. And that's why I don't like mushrooms. Fair enough. (laughs) I, uh... So... (laughs) So on a ship like this, let me take a look at my like I take a look at the entry on scabs real quick that you sent me. Yeah, it doesn't say sure. anything about their shipbuilding. It's right. so it but could we be know... they they probably just brought you know the biggest emptiest cargo hauler they could. Right. And continually apologize for the smell of methane once they figure out we don't like. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they add the smell. Oh, really? Natural yeah, methane, methane is odorless. Smell. They add the smell so, so that you can detect when there's a gas leak in your oh, house. Um, that's natural awesome. veins of methane are odorless. That's so wait, awesome. then I change that. that that would mean that you that would mean that you would be on a ship that's full of scentless methane with a bunch of people with like probably cigarettes and lightable. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right, that's that's the reason that they add the smell. Oh boy! Oh, so okay. There were, some, there were probably some nasty accidents before they got that pegged down. Yeah, so they'd have to have like us isolated because they, they do emit methane quite a, probably in a contained enough fashion that they wouldn't just flare up there'd be just like little little foofs is methane heavier than air yes oh. it's heavier than air all okay. right so it w- so it would drip down <laughs> and gather in the lowest area but you know they, they probably take that into account when they were designing their uh, designing their ventilation system. But yeah, thinking about it, scabs would be a, a race that's like, why would we tame fire? Why would right? That that would be like you humans deciding to eat radium, which we know in the past you've done, but you figured out it was a bad idea. That's probably one of the first hurdles. Is probably like like one of the initials explode. The initial explosion events probably was just simply somebody lit a cigarette, and then the scabs were like, wait, no, boom. Well, would cigarettes still exist in a spacefaring culture? I mean, sure. Mm, I mean, you don't want to. Why would they not exist in a spacefaring culture? Anyway, right. You you would have like chewables, or you know, you. Oh, you mean because of the atmosphere? Yeah. Okay. You'd you'd get by on yeah. You don't want to risk that. It's yep. probably all just chewing tobacco, to be honest. Like for Mars and for everybody on the frontier, like everybody just probably just. 
Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or the patches. You know, the patches are also. Uh... Yeah, but but chewing gum is way or bleh, but chewing tobacco is way more rough and tumble, and we want rough and tumble. Oh, since we're doing a western thing, yeah, yeah the well, chaw. And, and yeah, you know, and you get the oral compulsion. Come on. If you ever read the you know the accounts of astronauts when things catch fire in space, it's mm-hmm. like no, you really don't want that. You really, really don't want fire in zero G in a contained, carefully balanced atmosphere. So there was a fire on, uh, what was it? Oh, the Mir. Yeah, there was a fire on Mir when one of the American astronauts, he's like, oh, I was absolutely certain we were all going to die right then. I mean, I I did as much as I could to put the fire out because I accepted that I might be wrong about the immediacy of our demise, and I'm glad I was, but yeah. (laughs) So, yes, fire bad. All the credit actually ended up going to an inert carbon rod, though. So. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you're on a scav, so you're on a scav ship, and for translation-wise, for whatever whatever its name, it's probably they have a lot of of vocal range. They have a lot of vocal range. Uh, so there's so the name is probably. It's probably not short. It's probably something similar to the Killing Blade of Fear Affection, but it's probably a little bit more... I want to say, based on what I've read on the language, it's probably a little more flowery, especially Mm -hmm. uh, with... um, Like, they can... They can't eventually speak human language, but it's going to have, like, kind of a a loose lisp or Yeah, it'll be a lot easier to get it technologically translated. I I, I think the one thing I had the scavs saying in English was... Hi. Yes, yes. So probably... Everybody think of, you know, one flowery phrase, and we'll combine them together. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm going orbital blossom. I'm going to go with of the rising or setting sun, whichever you feel is more tonally appropriate. Why not combine the two? Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or- orbital blossom of the rising sun. How does that grab you? Is it flowery enough? Hmm. Orbital flower of the right. Hmm. What we we probably need a color in there. I think I want to imagine this ship having some kind of color, uh, a color that people can definitely see. Something that indigo. Hmm. So yeah, that okay. Yeah, the indigo blossom of the rising sun. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. The indigo blossom right, of the I'm rising sun. Down. That down in my notes too. The on the indigo blossom of the rising sun. Uh, it's probably unlike the last ship, which was full of stray folks, stray folks from Mars and stuff. It's probably more full of spacers, so spacers and people that they picked up. So it's mm-hmm. definitely a lot more, more culturally agnostic to kind of bring it back to to an earlier discussion. How do y'all think that the initial? How do y'all think that the initial reaction went? Because of course everybody was freaking out on. Everybody was freaking out on the killing, uh, the killing blade of pure affection to some extent, but eventually everybody settled back into a normal. But that's kind of because people on Mars are kind of used to living in settled communities anyway. These are spacers. What's kind of the reaction to being on a ship like this for such a long period of time? I imagine that it would be hard for you know someone who's use who makes their their identity as you know I'm completely self-sufficient I am the equal of the inky void of space 
and now it's suddenly no, you got to be rescued by this, uh, you know, by these weird aliens, and you don't know where they're taking you, and they won't your let you get off. Is and even if you did want to leave, you're right because they're probably because the Isabel probably is the only. Oh, echo, echo. Are we echoing? All right. Well, um, uh, as I uh, as okay, I was again, I get back on track. I imagine the Isabel isn't the only wrecked ship here like i imagine that they're all probably busted up to some degree to a better some better than others isabel is pretty bad because uh, you the initial you were caught in the initial uh, yeah fire. i'm picturing this giant hangar and it's just like all these hulked ships are parked there and you know some of them can still move on under their own power but others yes are and i just, think that's like, actually i think that's actually how most of the camping people out. on the ship are i think they hang around their ships i think it's not like uh the kind of collective uh thing that it was on the killing blade of uh, pure affection i believe that yeah it's probably like y'all probably didn't keep the isabel out of your sight while you were there like you especially not rutherford right so right oh as soon as i turn my back some bastard's gonna come in here and try and steal the compressor that thing's worth its weight in gold they don't make those anymore nice nice I think to make matters worse, since the scavs are the scavs, I imagine... Well, they're not going to try to, like, eat the ships or anything. They're, I imagine that they keep looking through the ships and poking through the ships, much to the displeasure of the spacers. Just Constantly floating around, prying, being curious. Yes. Uh, and they have... Qu- and they... And, Every and every time somebody tries to ask them a question, they meet back with another question <laughs> because they see this as a sociological opportunity. This is a, uh, you know, <laughs> there was some ugliness when a guy two ships down got fed up and started poking him with a broom. They did not like the broom. No, <laughs> kind of jumping off that on the Indigo Blossom of the Rising Sun. Was there an attempt at a mutiny, a full-on attempt at a mutiny? Based on what you're telling me, I want to say yes, there was Ooh. of some kind. Okay, so we're doing all, all this in backstory? Yes, because I think I want to okay. start at Gumstring, because I think, I, I think good. it's good to have... Yeah, because um, while it would be kind of neat to, to play this kind of to kind of stuff, I think I, I do want to uh, kind of right. continue the caught up in something. Yeah, since the for- conclusion's are. foregone, I understand your thinking. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah, I don't. I don't see the mutiny succeeding. No, the mutiny absolutely does not succeed, which is going to be my next part. The actual question is, which side were you? Non mutiny. Okay. Uh, as the captain, probably non mutiny. Okay. <laughs> as a as a starship captain, I'm against mutiny on principle. Rutherford's like they just don't have a shot. I know how how easy it is to technologically put down a mutiny on one of our ships, and they can't even go faster than light, which apparently this thing can. My guess is they're going to mutiny, and the next thing they know, they're going to be floating home. Hmm. All right. So there, here's an idea. Maybe in the attempted mutiny, um, this is how uh, Miguel lost some of his body parts, so that it wasn't 100% through self-flagellation. Like, he was just kind of looking for an excuse, and he's like, oh, well... You know, I got my arm lasered off. I guess I have to replace it with shit now, right? Ah. And the other thing I can see happening in the aftermath of the mutiny is when uh, I was saying that, oh, yeah, you take your eyes off that compressor for a second, someone's going to nick it. That that was a little bit of projection. And, you know, as (laughs) soon as he knew who was, was mutinying and after they were put down, he's like, well, 
Uh, I'm gonna go check and see if anything in their ship still works. Because, uh, you know, they'd, they'd want it that way. This way they'll be remembered. Well, I mean, it's just gonna go to waste otherwise. Sure. You understand what it's like. Obviously, obviously, yes, perfect. <laughs> there is a so I imagine this failed mutiny probably takes it probably takes place if not around the same time like like obviously it can't because of the differences of the ships but it's pretty near to when the spy stuff started happening on the killing blade like right. this like there is some definitely some initial human difficulty and then I imagine by the time you touch down I believe you're getting probably like I imagine you're getting the first transmission of the Burroughs's a amazing talent show to the uh in my mind you're touching down kind of as the song of the frog cats as, as y'all would probably also call them maybe uh as the song of the frog cats come down you actually you know gumstring station comes into view wow oh yeah well you know it could be one of us who named it that uh, yeah actually because yeah all right it looks like it's made out of gum and string what kind of space station's that well. there we go yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. So then, and then of course, that I'm not impressed. To... Who said I should be impressed? <laughs> we'll have to keep our fingers crossed. Crossed. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna get finger crossing functionality in that arm real soon. Well, it would be most appreciated. Wow. When when uh, you know when Skype breaks up, it's perfect. Yeah. No, that's it... what I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing that. Is that not? No, Skype, Skype robot. Yeah, it you does know how that sometimes it, it uh... auto-tunes you? Yeah. So you sounded auto-tuned. It was great. Oh, okay. Uh, auto-tuned. Great. <laughs> we were secretly in the karaoke contest. We just didn't place. We didn't get through uh, semifinals or whatever. Did we make any friends while we were traveling on the Indigo Blossom, or was everyone just hunkered down and suspicious and mean-mugging each other across the, you know, across the expanse of the hangar? That is a good question and one I definitely want answered. I think the first question about friends is, did y'all make friends with scabs? Probably. I, I don't see why not, honestly. It could be a genuine friendship or it could be a... Clearly, these are the guys who know what's going on. And if I'm going to figure out how their super-duper miracle tech works, boy, do I want one of them to like me. Right. Sure. So it could be, I, I, I don't know, which way do you think it would go? I I think it is, I want to say, uh, this one is a friendship of mutual convenience. There we go. And, I think, you know, uh, it, could, yeah. it could grow to be more. Right, absolutely. Since Rutherford, Rutherford appreciates that they saved his bacon. Sure, sure. Anybody who kills a bunch of AIs for me, I'll, I'll forgive him a lot of stuff after that. Oh, yeah. A certain amount of voyeurism is tolerant. Mm -hmm. So, right, okay, so, what did what did we name our name our scav? Flying brain. I mean, yeah, that's probably yeah. Fly flying brain, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's cute. Gas sack. <laughs> maybe. Sack for short. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do that. Yeah, so sack. Mm -hmm. One is named flying brain, and one is named sack. Yes, sounds good to me. And one, yeah, one is named flying brain, one is named sack, and they both want, they both want different things. Uh, since uh, since I, I believe one is a closer friendship, almost approaching genuine friendship, and one is purely friendship of convenience. Which one is which, and what's the benefit that they that 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 y'all mutually want? I'll let Lachlan go on this one. Okay, so they might 
be able to help us in our like overarching goal of finding better technology and helping us out with the whole um, implant thing that we were doing, right? Almost certainly. So that, that's an idea, since if Earth humans are at a certain point with it, maybe these guys who seem to have better ships and technology overall are a little bit ahead of us. So, you know, we might be able to close the gap a little. I, I feel like that makes sense, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds like that makes sense to me. So which is the one who offers us the most technological goodies? Between and, the, I, and the I different think, aliens, I guess? Okay. I think Sack should be the one that with whom we have the closest friendship, just because it's you know, it'll be easier and more fun to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, sure. And then flying brain implies that it's it, it's kind of a double meaning. It's it's a flying brain, like all of them, but it's also a flying brain. It's got the it, it knows stuff. So okay, so so, so flying, flying brain, brain is the Machiavell. Right, Machiavellian has access to tech. And Sack, would the scabs be the kind of folks who? Let's see, would they be the kind of folks who would, especially since we know they've got a, a church and stuff? Do you think they would try to convert people to their old religion? Oh, interesting. They could. I don't know what exactly we know about the scav religion out of character. Yeah. Are, are they evangelical or not, Greg? I feel like you probably know this already. They certainly could be. I mean, some of them probably are. In some okay, because right. I just mean like some some religions are just not evangelical, you know? So. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the most successful religions, however, are. Okay. And, you know, there's, there's, I think historically there's a pretty tight between how vehemently evangelical you are and how successful you are. So, Sack is Saxon evangelist? Yeah, like, I think I'm kind of looking at a little bit of the old religion. I'm assuming it's not super hierarchical. I don't think so, no. No. Let me remember what I wrote. It's basically, you know, everything comes from a universal source, and, you know, what is best is for matter to be organized into thinking forms that can... Uh, contemplate the source. All right. So yeah. And so okay, that would that would explain the because scavs are capable of becoming hyper intelligent just by growing big enough. They're like lizards; they never reach a a maximum size. And because lizards every body section they add size. has brain tissue, this this sounds like you know right up Miguel's al is that you know oh yeah we're we're a church that believes that you should make your brain bigger and bigger and bigger. I, all right, I'm into that. That sounds pretty cool. Um, what was that about lizards never reaching a maximum size? I've seen lizards before. Um, do, do you know something I don't? Well, I'm I'm basing this on a really on the the most recent Boulette Corp comic. Have you? Do you I, know I don't French? know that one. I read Boulette. Oh, yeah, I haven't read that one. But is it like I, a joke? Oh, man. He's great. Uh, he is. He is brilliant. One was you know recently he was musing about. What if people just got bigger and bigger and bigger throughout their lives? And the art on it is magnificent. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he talks about how some lizards have no maximum size. Okay. Uh, Look that up. Boulette Corp. How do you spell it? B-O-U-L-E-T-C-O-R. Boulette Corp. Is it in... What language is this? French. It's in English. Well, it's in French, but all of them translated. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, The illustration for, how are you feeling, Grandpa? Looking good is just, it's glory. All right, well, I'll check that out later. All right, so sex, an evangelist of the old religion. And, and I think is, So what does he want from us? Do we know? I think, uh, you mentioned Machiavellian. I think, 
I think Flying Brain wants a uh, a jump start on uh, political human relations. I think the coalition has hasn't really from the from the way I get it with the boroughs, they haven't quite they're they're kinda content to let the humans do their own thing, but I think that Flying Brain, maybe as part of some kind of maybe political faction in the scabs or whatever, is thinking, uh, you know, it would be real nice to just have an ally. Especially uh, you know, one that we've saved. That actually to kind of bring it back to the, the, the Hanara a bit, they have they actually have a patron uh, species. The, let me look that up real quick. A patron species or a client species? It's it's kind of it's kind of sort of both, but it's definitely more of a, a, a kind of a more of a patron species. They're basically Drell Society, which is the name of their their yeah they're more or less their their might even just straight up be vassals because they uh, the Drell Society collapsed, the Hanar took them in, and they're in every level of Hanar society, and they're usually used as, it looks like kind of like slavery to, to everybody else in the universe, but the most Drell are like, no, 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 listen, they saved us from death, we'll do whatever, don't worry about it. I may have seen this in a uh, an article about, or a uh, uh, discussion about you know non non-human moralities and right like, yeah there may be species out there they're totally okay with being enslaved and see it as you know no that's the uh the joke that uh or a recurring theme in jonathan tweets old over the edge games was all slaves on alamara are voluntary slaves huh. and you know people would come up to you at the airport and like excuse me do you want to buy a slave? Because I'm leaving the island, and where I'm going, he can't come because of his passport issues. So, you know, he's he's proficient with Word Perfect, used to be a policeman. He's really useful. I, one day I got to play over the edge. <laughs> You're like... It's all kind of game over there. It's, a, it's a weird... It's, it's kind of like... It's, are it, you it's, okay with this? If my master says I'm okay with it, I'm okay with uh, it. Over the edge is... The, the closest thing I can think of when I'm trying to pitch it to people, it's not quite, but what if it was just Naked Lunch the game? Like, Yeah, that's, Naked Lunch was a huge influence. And yeah, it's it's set on a little island where all the conspiracy theories are. So okay. yes, there really are space aliens manipulating people. Yes, there really are ancient hidden races. And so, you know, and they all come together on this little hidden island that has been excluded from Wikipedia, kept secret by the great powers of the world because want to have somewhere to go do the stuff they need to do. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's a pitch for Over the Edge, which I think is getting a new... Oh, book. awesome. Nice. Perfect timing. I've, I've, heard, I've heard rumors about that. So. All righty, well, here's hoping. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. It's not, it's, not, it's not like they're explicitly looking for humans as being a client race, but they do kind of want to lead into the like, hey, we saved you. You know, it'd be real cool if you like stood for us on the you know the grand political scale of this coalition we got here. Yeah. You know, humans are they're heavier than air, and they have those clever little things on the ends of their arms. What are they called? They're like tentacles, but bone. We call them bone tentacles. <laughs> just just get in there with your clever little human bone tentacles and fix it. Seven men who have, for different reasons, acquired the nickname Bone Salad. <laughs> what was that from? It was a, it was a click hole article. <laughs> oh, boy. Of course it was. All right, so yeah. So an evangelist and a Machiavellian who wants, and it's, you know, hey, you know, 
I've got some tech for you. If you know, you'll just do some me some favors. No worries. No worries. Ah, uh, sure, boss. Whatever you say. Very exciting. Very exciting. Now, real quick, I think I'd also like some two human friends. This could be a lot more genuine, at least at first, that you've sure. made while on this ship. I'm gonna Google Indian first names. Okay. We'll see who Rutherford has a secret crush on. Oh boy. Okay. That's well, a good one. Let's not just go with the one that starts with a uh, Falguni. All right. Does How that do sound good? That? Yeah, that sounds good to me. And so we need a, a last name for. Is that spelled like it sounds? F A L G U N I. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Falguni. All right. Go on with the Indian last name, or do we completely change it up? Let's see what the most popular Australian last names are. Smith, Jones, Williams, Brown. Hmm. Pretty much what I expected. Same as English. Are you going to hyphenate it three times and have her last name be Smith, Jones, Williams, Brown? <laughs> it's done. It's canon. It's done. I've already written it down. I'm already Good. writing it down. Okay, cool. So, so Smith, so that in that order, Smith Jones, Williams, Williams Brown. Brown, Williams Brown, and then just you know through play, we can find out. Hey, why is that her last name? Has she been divorced three times? <laughs> Did uh, her parents each have a multi hyphenate and decide not to change one of their names and pass all four of them onto their child? Some third thing? I don't know. <laughs> all right, good times. I'm picturing this, and I don't know what this says about my psychology, but that Falguni is like super busted that in addition to the smashed up ships that got swept up by the indigo blossom they also went to some like asteroid bases and it's like okay we're opening the doors this base is gonna be gone in probably two hours grab everything you can grab and get on and so she is in serious refugee no property situation although that might be just my lazy brain recycle Hussein Ramirez. Not, no, not Aruna. Um, yeah, Aruna Hussein Ramirez, isn't that? Aruna Hussein Ramirez is one of the... Uh, no, but she came She came on board with a bunch of stuff. It was yeah. your... It was Slew. Slew, yeah. It was Slew who has, you know, just really dick off. Well, you know, uh, don't don't feel as though you're you're selling yourself short. It's just I think that a lot of people didn't have time to get their stuff because they were evacuating from war zone. You know, yeah. I, I don't feel inclined right. to complain like, oh man, two people don't have their stuff evacuating from war zone. Lazy prick. So, evacuee. So, busted meaning just like she doesn't have a lot of stuff, not that she was injured in the um, evacuation. Right. Okay, right. got it. Evacuee, I mean, flat, it, poor, but proud. Yeah, it, I I mean, anyone with be. a four hyphenated name. Obviously, yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah, see, that I was just about to pitch that. Uh, you know, pitch what? What if? What if she? What if she used to be? What if she used to be like a crime baron? Oh, I like that. And, is, and maybe we don't know that. Like maybe the people on here don't know that. Maybe she wants it that way for now like oh like not, she's not, using the refugee thing as a chance to like kind of reinvent herself partially to reinvent herself partially to see which way the wind blows i imagine to kind of tie it back to the game real quick but or to the uh, previous game without like making it explicit i imagine that she may have been part of pax network at one point uh, uh, all right so do we know about her past and we're keeping the secret. Or is she keeping it secret from us too? Because I'm good either way, honestly. I think she's keeping it a secret from, from okay. you. I think that's something that's that cool. we only have through dramatic irony. Okay. I like that. 
So yeah, if you want to have it, you know, turn up the oh no, she had a a uh, lead lined suit coat filled with priceless uranium, all the, whatever the the future equivalent. Uh, you know, yes, when I fled, I barely had time to stuff a gym bag full of gold Krugerrands. Right, like yeah, like it could like it could be open to anything, but yeah, I'm thinking used to be a crime baron. I'm actually gonna write down this real quick. You'll know what it is, maybe later. Maybe you'll find out. Maybe. All right. All Have right. you been letting her stay on the Isabel, or has she had to just camp out with the rest of the the knuckleheads? Is there room? Yeah, uh, there. you know, Leonid, Leonid, Mayreen, and Veronique's rooms are all empty. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have any reason to not trust her. <laughs> She's a poor, pathetic thing. All right. So, who else have we befriended aboard? Yeah, somebody I think with direct ties to Miguel would be best. Maybe... I'm listening. listening. Thinking to kind of tie back to kind of the the minor living on the hard luck life, kind of on mm-hmm. the edge of legality that you used. What if you were always being tailed by like the space equivalent of a cowboy sheriff? Oh, okay, so like a Javert type character or like Gerard yeah. from The Fugitive. I, I dig that. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Would he be with us if he was, you know, loyal to the laws of the Exes? Would he be with us? Would he be on the Indigo Blossom? What what if he didn't have a choice? What if oh. um, what because okay. uh, he's like I'm going to ride this out, but like once we get someplace, I'm going to take you on, like that kind of thing. Right, like so. Here's what I'm thinking, right? If we were actually starting fresh and we were having that first adventure, I would have had uh, this guy kind of show up for like this time. I this time I got you, Miguel. You know, and then like and once he's on the ship, then all the shit happens, and he's yes. like, oh, okay, I love it. I think that's really good. So was he on the Isabel when? everything went went wrong and we had to work together to survive the first wave of ai attacks absolutely i think i think uh yeah depending on the fate of the gunner he may have actually become the replacement gunner we'll see what do you guys think of the name heyana yao is he hawaiian what is that it's swahili for born during a quarrel i like it how do i h-a-o-n h-a-o-n i-y-a-o and apparently it's both male or female so Perfect. Okay. All right. And then a last name. I'm going to say maybe something Kenyan. Okay. I looked up Kenyan first names to find Hayani out. Is it a mono? Let's see. Like the most. Elvis or Cher? The most common is Mwangi or Kamau is the third. Uh, I like w- that. Kamau I'm going to go with about. Kamau. Sure. So Haniyao Kamau. All right. Haniyao Kamau. Haniyao Kamau. You can say that all there day. So yeah. So Haniyao Kamau. Sheriff. <laughs> Oh, is he a sheriff or is he like a bounty hunter? Oh, ba- mm, yeah, bounty hunter. Let's go with bounty hunter. See, that yeah. that would give him not like a reason, but like it it would make more sense if he was incommunicado with whatever his power structure was for long periods of time without there just being like somebody sent out to help him if he right. was that kind of character instead of being like law enforcement. So like, narratively, he can still function the same way, but it's not like it won't suspend disbelief like if nobody comes and helps him. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm also thinking that while he, he doesn't work directly for the Xyz, he goes through a mediary. I imagine uh, maybe just kind of like the equivalent, kind of like a, a, a private security firm for yeah. whatever the equivalent is in post. I think that the equivalent would be a private security firm. I mean, I don't see any reason for that to change. Fair it's enough. like a holding company hired by ICHD Bro Associates. Are we going to use the dreaded phrase friendly yes. to describe it? We're him? definitely going to use that because... Acquainting to me. Yeah, sure, that sounds good. <laughs> and then I think I kind of want to make it ambiguous about whatever's going on, no matter what, he would really, really, really like Miguel to be put away. But does oh, his loyalty actually lie with the Eggsies, or is it just because he's super dedicated to his job? You don't know. 
We don't know. We don't know him that well. We're going to find that out through play. Right. So he is fixated on imprisoning That's pretty cool. Miguel. I like that. All right. I don't know what's up with that guy, Miguel. I used to think it was kind of some kind of sex thing, but now and now, more and more, I think you're his white whale. <laughs> is that not a sex thing? Thing. Did did you never read Moby Dick? Oh you're, man, you're doing the, nothing to the, dissuade me from thinking this is some kind of sexual hangout. Well, the second half of the book is super gay. I'll give you that, but. The first part is fascinating. It's all about how whaling was back in the day and what the ships were like and what they used the whale oil for. I'm Here, sure that, uh, the uses for whale oil are entirely heterosexual. Now here, now now that you've now that you've had the little mini conversation, I've got the wheels turning. What are if, the wheels being know, lubricated with whale oil? Uh, well, no, it's the 21st century. It's it's WD-40. Whale D-40. Okay. <laughs> okay, to kind of like focus on the kind of also theme of counteracting the burrows. What if Rutherford actually knows what Earth culture was like back then? Like, it's just like a, like, he's not, <laughs> doesn't lord it over on like the, on like the, on like the burrows. He just knows calmly. And what if Miguel, does, but what if Miguel, like, kind of knows but more importantly like as we've seen with Moby Dick he just doesn't care because it's like I like old. this I think it's that's, pretty good yeah. that's blessed yeah I'm sold and when and when he meets the Burroughs of course Rut will completely assume they're Obviously. right and he's wrong uh, perfect perfect okay ah I can't I, I read it a long time ago. I'm just going to be like, I just heard it secondhand, so maybe I'm a little off. <laughs> okay, cool. It's like, oh, you know, maybe maybe this is was in, like, some of the pieces of my brain that I threw in the sink. You know, I, I forget things. I don't dream anymore. Um, I, I love it. That's great. What? Put that, you know, English literature. Ugh, put that in the trash where it belongs. Just, oh. <laughs> All right, so I think, I think we've got a good foundation for uh, what is to come. I think... To, to kind of close us all off, I'd like to go over your sheets really quick, okay, uh, just yeah. to make sure I have all the you know all the the stats and bits put down. So let's yeah, uh, sure. let's start with Rutherford. Okay. So what I've got is for the permissions, mechanic and hacker. So can fix machines and computers. And hacker. Energy's a D6. Gravity's okay. a D8. Harmony's a D10. And his exploit is focused. Okay. Gets a plus two to his D10 if no one attacked him that round and his gravity and harmony were uh, his champ dice. Cool. And that's it. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. cool. All right, uh, tell me when you're ready, Jose. I know you're writing it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. go right ahead, Miguel. All right, thank you. So I picked Commander, Energy D10, Gravity D6, Harmony D8, Social Hit Point 9, Intellectual 8, Physical 7, Okay. My three things I picked are KG. Uh, which one's that? Value. KG. C-A-G-E-Y. Oh, but I meant uh, which category, so... Oh, that is an exploit, I believe. It's a red exploit. Okay. Value add. And that one is a... Uh... I think that is also an exploit. Or, excuse me, that's a failsafe, since it says you can turn something that fails into success, right? Sorry, I was hopping around a little. Value add. No, it's, it's an, an exploit. exploit. Excuse me. And then Wiley is my third one. And is that one a failsafe? I don't think so. I think it's an exploit. Oh, so all three exploits. Okay. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, we were trying to, like, pick stuff that we hadn't already seen in play. Right. And that is... Yep. Yep. They're all exploits. Yep. So, wow. So. That's fascinating. It will be interesting to see how the different builds operate. Oh, yeah. Because an even build seems to work genuinely pretty fine. So now that the yeah. 
lopsided builds. I think that's the we're a little swingy. I mean, also we're gonna get stuff through play, so yeah. Are your exploits all in different categories? Let me double check. Let's I picked see. mostly Wiley's based on blue. Effect. Value add is red. What was the third one? KG. KG is red. All right, so you got two reds and one. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. And yeah, then... you'll you'll be the Han Solo character, and I'll be the R two D two. Okay. And just to make sure, there's no actual like just for the just for the listeners at home. When it comes to equipment, that's always something you gain in play, or do we just like? Or is... uh, you get you get what equipment at the beginning the GM thinks you would have. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's a first session thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure for the purposes of, of running the game. Now, yeah. and spe- and specifically to go off that, you talked about your GM system, how they're color-coded and can switch off in the mid in the mid section. I don't have that specific section. Do you have that written up in any way? I, ha- I have not written that up. Okay. Because, yeah. But, I, 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 you know, I can, I can take a swing at it. So yeah. I'll get that to you. If I can fit it in, I'll try to fit it in this next week uh, on the uh, around sign and sigil. Because yeah, I know you're. Yeah, you got that going on. So yeah, no. And yeah. also, I've got the first week of summer vacation with my kids. So oh yeah, okay, nice. good times. Good times. Ahead. Good times. Ahead. All, right. All right. Well, this looks like a lot of fun. Thank you for running, Jose, and I'll see you guys next Sunday. All right. Cool. Very exciting. Termination Shock is released under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike no-derivatives license. The music is courtesy of the Muse Open website and is a U.S. military band playing Holst's The Planets, The Jupiter Suite. This has been Termination Shock. (laughs) 